So many people have asked, how do I use the MACD or MACD indicator? Now, I've explained this in a variety of videos and I do it in my weekly updates as well. And I've explained it in my books and on the educational material on trading-champions and also on alpishpatel.com forward slash shares. However, sometimes these things get lost, uh, mislaid, misplaced. And so I'm going to uh, do a, another update here and we're going to take the example of Apple. So let's first of all uh, just explain everything that's on the screen. What you see here is of course the share price. I'm using TrendSpider to draw these charts. You can also see where it says there weekly that each one of these bars happens to represent one week in time frame. So the bottom of the bar is how, where the price had its low during the week. Uh, and the top is where it had its high. The thick body of the bar is where it actually uh, opened uh, at the start of the week. And the top of the bar or the bottom, if it's a red bar, is where it closed. Okay, so if it opened here, higher, and closed lower during the week, the body will be in red. And if it opened lower and then rose during the week, then the body will be in green to signify a rise. The thin line coming out of the body is where it might not have closed, but it peaked or troughed, okay, during that week, the highest and low of the week. Now, for many of you, I'll be stating the obvious, obviously. So let's now dive into the setup. You can see here I have drawn uh, the stochastic, which is a measure of momentum, and I've drawn weekly and monthly. What does that mean? Well, the weekly stochastic, which tends to be the one which moves a lot quicker, is this solid one here, and it is measuring momentum based on weekly prices, which are the ones here. The monthly momentum, which tends to move slower and is in dotted lines, red and blue, and I'll explain what those mean in a second, is on prices you can't see here, which are the monthly Apple prices. What are monthly Apple prices? Well, they're not one of these bars representing a week, but a bar representing a month. And obviously, they're not displayed on the screen. But you can still depict what the momentum would look like. Now, as I've oftentimes said, stochastics tend to be, as a measure of momentum, you can look up the formula for them on the internet, they tend to be a lot more sensitive to price moves and therefore often premature in their indication, which is a good thing because they give you advance warning. However, they tend to be less influential on subsequent price moves and can be often more inaccurate. So there's pros and cons to these things. You might want to listen to that part again, what I just said. MACD, which is a different way of measuring momentum. You can see it there. You can see the, uh, the, the, the inputs into the formula and you can look up the formula in your own time on the internet. And again, I click weekly and monthly once again. Uh, the weekly is the one which tends to move a bit faster, which is this one. And the monthly is the one which moves slower, which is this one. Okay. So when we look at those, what we find, I'll just clean up the screen, erase all ink. Um, what we find is that there's obviously stochastics in the top half, MACD on the bottom. So let's start off with the stochastics and let's start off with the weekly stochastics. And as you can see, there are two lines. 
what's called the percent %d and the percent %k. Now, I don't need to worry about those too much because I'm not using these the way the textbooks do. The weekly stochastic tends to give an early warning that the price might rise, but it's such a weak indication, as in it's not something which can impact the price too much, even though it's actually reflecting the price, that whilst it gives an early warning indication, it's not something on which I'd ever change my longer-term view. Because it tends to tell me, oh, well, it's going to move up maybe for a couple of days, but that probably won't last. And if there's any counter moves, such as here, the monthly stochastic, which is pointing downwards, then that will overwhelm any upward moves. Now, let's take a look at that again in a cleaner part of the screen. This part, the lower half of this screen, if you go from 0 to 100, anything below 50 is where you would consider it oversold. In other words, oversold means too many falls and is more likely to rise than fall. And equally, this is the overbought territory. And the further lower down it is, the better in terms of signal strength, as it were. None of this is guaranteed, and this is more basic textbook stuff, which I don't really use. Now, you can see here that actually it was overbought for a prolonged period of time, and the price kept rising. Surely, Alpesh, if it's overbought, it should be falling next. And that's what I mean by it's an indicator, which is often wrong. It doesn't. It can stay overbought for prolonged periods because it is not as significant as, as or as important as the MACD. And if the monthly MACD and the weekly MACD are both rising, then the stochastics, both the weekly and the monthly, can stay overbought for prolonged periods of time. In other words, the stochastics tend to be less important if the MACDs are both rising. So there's a lot to take in there. And of course, the inverse is true if you're at the bottom of the, the market. If this is showing that it's likely to rise, and the MACD is falling, certainly the weekly and the monthly are both falling, then these tend to be more important and influential on the price, and the price is likely to have very shallow rises, and they're probably likely to fall back again. So let's use that, and let me repeat all of that, but in, well, today's setting, as it were. So let's look at that. It's risen a bit. Now, I came to the conclusion it would continue probably to rise because the weekly is rising. And you might say, ha-ha, Alpesh, but wait, you've previously said that if the weekly is falling and there it's flat, here it's flat, but it's gone from a falling direction. So suggest that any rally won't be strong because it would be strong if these were both moving up and, and as was the case roughly around here, the stochastic was moving up and the stochastic was moving as it was there. And as you can see, that was a far stronger move that had happened. So what I'd say is when I interpret something like this, well, the weekly is moving up, so that's positive. But the monthly is falling in the stochastics. And again, I'm not going to explain what the percentage can do, do, the textbooks do. And given that the MACD is flat to falling, it's flat, may well fall, any rises here would be short term and not long lived. Understood? So that then begs the question, well, okay, tell us a bit more, what the heck is the MACD? These are just mathematical formulae which are measuring price movements. In the case of the MACD, it's moving average convergence divergence. It's pattern recognition. What people have done historically is they said, well, if we draw the longer term moving average, the 26 period, let's say, and subtract that from the 12-period moving average. So the moving average is not the average price over the last, say, 
26 days, which might be whatever, 45. But it says, well, it was 45 of the last uh, 26 days. Over the next 26, over the subsequent 26 days, after we go forward another day, that price is going to, obviously, the average is going to move. So the average might go like this, and therefore it's a moving average. It's a moving 26-day average. What was the price in the last 26 days? Now, they subtract that from the 12-day, and the 12-day might look a bit like this, and they then say, well, what's the difference? If the gap is wide, some pattern recognition people said, it suggests maybe the price is going to fall. And if the pattern is narrow, maybe it's going to suggest the price is going to right or whatever else it is. But basically, you don't need to know the mathematical formula or all of this. We're just pattern recognizing. And the nine refers to the moving average of the difference between these two. All sounds very complicated. Let's make it simple, shall we? What we really care about is not why it works or if it works based on the logic of the mathematical, mathematical criteria. What we then divide is just devises some simple rules. And my simple rules are these. If the monthly and the weekly are rising from an overbought situation and they've gone from flat to rising, flat to rising from an overbought situation, as was the case here, because they were in the bottom half of the chart, then that suggests you're going to get a bigger rally. And in the short term, if the stochastic is also rising, and so is the monthly, that's going to be a pretty good sign, as happened here. And whilst the monthly is rising, that's good. But if it gets into overbought territory, be a bit careful. And whilst it's falling or flat and overbought as well, would suggest that the price is going to go sideways. And if it rises during an overbought, then it suggests that the rallies might not be that strong. If it falls, that's negative, obviously. If it falls below its own moving average, that's even more negative and might even think about getting out. And it's very difficult for the price overall to rise when this is falling sharply. And you can correlate everything I said here with what happened in the prices in those periods and do that in your own time. So if I'm interpreting Apple today, I say, well, I'm somewhat worried because this is flat to falling and if it falls below its own moving average i'll be very worried especially because it's in overbought territory so it's in overbought territory it's flat possibly falling it might fall below its moving average and if it does that'll be a definite and if the weekly is also falling so you can see how if you get a lot of crosses you think i don't want to get into this okay so i will in my weekly updates explain some of this but obviously i won't spend 12 minutes explaining it every single time but i just wanted to show this now the major criticisms people have is, well, aren't these lagging indicators? Yes, they can't see into the future. Well, actually, can they? Because if I said to you the way I use it is very different to the textbooks because I'm looking to see the direction of the monthly MACD even though I'm looking at a weekly chart. That's different. Can it see into the future? Bloody well did here, didn't it, when we got in there and we saw it rise all the way up there. So I'm not bothered about this whole lagging notion that people have. The other issue people have is, well, aren't these in the textbooks and can't anybody just use them? Yes, the problem is I don't use them the way the textbooks do. I'm looking at them at multiple time frames, i.e. weekly and monthly, and across indicators as well. Then they say, well, looking at charts, that's just hocus pocus, mumbo jumbo, blah, blah, blah. And I say, you may well be right, but it's something that all the big banks and the major hedge funds do. And I'm also looking at the fundamentals as well. So I'm a techno fundamentalist aren't I? So I can answer their criticisms. If you want to know a more detailed response to the criticisms, 
maybe buy one of the 300-page books published by the Financial Times, written by me, uh, which are over my shoulder, uh, rather than just off a TikTok video, okay, or YouTube or whatever else. So hopefully that's helped explain how I use MACD. As I said, I've explained it on my materials, whether on the Great Investments Program or on the free trading materials on Trading-Champions or on Investing uh, Unplugged, but I thought I'd share it yet again because these things often can be missed. Thank you very much.